Welcome to the Prophecy Club. Our topic today is continuing to explain to you about our vision to find oil in Israel. This is part two. Now, I'm not going to repeat much of what I did yesterday. You're just going to have to go back and watch what I talked about yesterday to get the background on it. I will repeat just briefly, just to kind of catch you up, and then I'm going to show you some scriptures I think you're going to be, get pretty excited about. Okay, so uh, here's my plan. I believe that God has shown me the specific scripture that tells where the oil is located in Israel. On top of that, Leslie was given a dream where the Lord spoke to her audibly and also showed her in a vision where the oil is located in Israel. So that's the big thing about trying to find oil in Israel. Where do you drill? How deep do you drill? Well, I believe I know. I've also found the five verses that, when you understand them, tells how deep the oil is located, because the Bible says it's really deep. I want to take a big, powerful rig that is capable of drilling down to, in the ballpark, around 40,000 feet, which is the deepest oil well drilled by the Russians ever, ever, ever drilled. Uh, this, the rig that I'm going to get is probably in the ballpark of 22 stories tall. Uh, it takes four blocks at the base, 180 18-wheel trucks to move it, six months to build, two months to move there, a month to erect, six to nine months to drill to the test depth we want to drill to. I want it to be very powerful because one of the things I want to do is go to a place where a, a rig actually hit yellow-colored crude oil and to pull out the 300-foot string of pipe that hit the bottom of the well, killing the well. Now, before I get started, I'm going to show you what I believe the reason, remember when, when Moses, well, I'll tell you what, I'll show you. I'm going to read that scripture, so when I read it, I'll, I'll show you what I'm talking about. Okay, on to the scriptures. So, first question is, so if there's oil in Israel, why hasn't God released the oil to Israel? That's a very good reason, very good question. So, Psalm 81, 13 and 16 says, Oh, that my people had hearkened to me, and Israel had to walk to my ways. I should have soon subdued their enemies, Palestinians, and turned my hand against their adversaries. The haters of the Lord should have submitted themselves unto him, but their time should have endured forever. He should have fed them also with the finest of the wheat and with honey out of the rock. Have I has, should I have satisfied thee? Now, see, the very best rock or one of the best rocks to get oil out of is a, a, a flint rock. And when he's talking about this honey of a rock, he's talking about crude oil. There's five colors of crude oil. There's black. There is a black that looks kind of have a green hue. There's red. And then there's the tea colored. And then what we're looking for, this is actually honey. I'm going to show you. I'm going to shine a light on it so you can see it better here. So this is what honey looks like. Okay. This is the honey bear, the famous honey bear. That's honey. Now, this is yellow-colored crude oil. Do you agree that looks the same here? I'll put them side by side. Okay, honey, yellow-colored crude oil. Honey, yellow-colored crude oil. How do you know this is honey for sure? Because when I turn it upside down, uh, you see that bubble there coming? That shows it's honey. It's very thick. But if I do the same to this, <laughs> because it's very high viscosity, this is yellow-colored crude oil. You can pour this into your gas tank, and it will burn. It'll ping a lot, but it'll burn. 
So when Moses is standing in front of the burning bush and God said, get you up, I'm sending you a land that flows with milk and honey, we believe the honey is talking about yellow-colored crude oil. Now, there's a fellow by the name of Andy Sorrell that drilled a series of wells in Israel. Some of them were kind of shallow wells, and he had a light showing of natural gas, and he said it came out of sand as white as table salt. So we believe when he said, I'm sending you a land that flows with milk, he was talking about natural gas, and honey is talking about crude oil. I'm sending you into a land that flows with gas and oil. We believe that's what he is saying. So when he says, I would have given you the honey out of the rock, okay, the bees build nests in rock. No, they don't. <laughs> but what does come out of rock that is honey-colored, the answer is yellow-colored crude oil. Okay, so... Prophecy, this is the prophecy to Jacob and his 12 sons. So Jacob called his 12 sons together and began to prophesy. And some of the prophecies, we believe, are speaking specifically of crude oil. Now, you have to understand, I've done a lot of research into this, as you will soon tell. And I've gone back into the Hebrew, and I've looked at the Hebrew. I've looked up the Hebrew words and many of them. And also, I believe that God, kind of like he gave me 30 revelations for the book Secret Door to Understand Bible Prophecy, I believe he is giving me revelations to understand this. So if you just read the English words, you might not get the true understanding. But I'm going to give you the revelation to it. Genesis 49, 1. Gather yourselves together, and I will show you what will befall you in the last days. That's the prophecy. So he says to Asher, his bread, meaning his way of making a living, will be fat. Okay, That's not like fat of an animal. That's talking about crude oil. Yellow-colored crude oil. Joseph is a fruitful bow by a well. Well, in other words, is that saying that it's a tree growing by some kind of a water well? No, I believe that that is saying he's going to be very wealthy because of a well. An oil well. A crude oil well. Blessings of the deep that lieth under. See, when they go to drill wells in West Texas, the average test depth is about 4,000 foot. And in Israel, they drilled all kinds of wells because I've looked it up. I've looked at pretty much every one of them. Most of them were shallow wells, and they were all obviously drilled in the wrong place or weren't drilled deep enough. Matter of fact, none of them. Well, I probably shouldn't say that because I don't want to reveal anything. But it says that the blessings of the deep that lie thunder. It didn't say just blessings of the deep, but it said blessings of the deep that lieth under, as in really, really, really deep. Then, blessings will be on the crown of the head of Joseph. Now, I'm not going to reveal that, but I understand what that's saying. And that's part of telling you the location. So then the prophecy came to Isaac and to Jacob. This is what God said. God will give thee the fatness of the earth. We believe that's talking about crude oil. I've looked up the word fatness, and in another presentation, I go into more of the detail. It gets kind of deep, gets kind of, frankly, boring uh, to explain, but there's different words for fatness. The word in the Hebrew here for fatness is not talking about animal fat. It's talking about crude oil. Then, let people serve thee and nations bow down to thee. Are nations going to bow down to Israel because they have lots of bee honey? No. Oh, well, some people say it's talking about olive oil. Well, are the nations going to bow down to Israel because they have lots of olive trees and lots of olive oil? No, but 
They will bow down to them because they have massive amounts of crude oil. That dwelling should be the fatness of the earth. In other words, Israel, I'm going to show you the scripture in just a second, is the best land on earth. Now, I've been there 14 times. I can tell you, it's as you walk around Israel, I'm sorry, Israel is just not exactly a beautiful land right now. A lot of rocks and dirt, and it's pretty much a desert area. But it's saying it's the best land on earth because of what's underneath it. Here's the prophecy to Asher. This is one of the most specific prophecies. It says that Asher, his bread, should be fat and royal dainties. Now, we know fat is crude oil. How do we know that for sure? Well, it's talking about royal dainties. So if he has animal fat, would that give him royal dainties? No. If he has olive oil, would that give him royal dainties? No. But if he has lots and lots of crude oil, that would give him the wealth to have the royal dainties, the very best of the best, what the royal kings normally get. Then the next scripture says, let Asher dip his foot in oil. Now, this is one of the misunderstood verses, and I could go into explaining to you the correct interpretation, but of course I'm not going to do that because that has to do with hinting the correct place to drill. And I might add that there have been some 503 wells drilled in Israel. Uh, This was at last investigation, which was five to seven years ago, probably more now. But when I last checked, there was 503 wells drilled, or holes drilled in Israel. And at last checked, there's only seven producing oil wells and two producing gas wells. In other words, it's a miserable failure looking for it. And one of the reasons is they're drilling in the wrong place. And one of the reasons is they misunderstand this verse, which I'm not going to explain. But it says, let Asher dip his foot in oil, meaning Asher of the 12 tribes will have oil. And there's been lots of folks drill in what they think is the foot of Asher, but they have the wrong map. (laughs) I'm not going to explain. Let's go on. I'm not going to give you the verse here. You can look at it, but I'm just going to read the point of it. So it says, Joseph is a fruitful bough by a well. We talked about that. Genesis 49, 26, there'll be blessings upon the crown of the head of Joseph, precious things of the earth, as in crude oil. When will the oil be released? Well, that is the $64 question. I believe the Bible says in the last days, two different times at the latter end. Okay, so aren't we in the last days? Yep. That's the reason I think we're probably pretty close to us going over and start operations looking for oil in Israel. Sodom and Gomorrah has oil, the Bible says. The valley of Siddim was full of slime pits in those days. Now, that's way back. That's probably in the ballpark of 2,500 years ago. Uh, But the Bible is saying that Siddim is salt or the salt area or the Dead Sea. And it's saying they have full of slime pits. And the word in the Hebrew there for slime pits is talking about oil. And I've talked about this, but here's the scripture. We believe that milk and honey, milk and honey is actually saying gas and oil, or natural gas and oil. Exodus 3 8, Moses standing in front of the burning bush, get you up. I'm sending you in land to a good land flowing with milk and honey. Then he said, I made him to ride upon the high places of the earth. That's not the highest mountains. That's not what it's saying. In other words, the best land on earth. The best land he gave to Abraham and his children. 
the high places of the earth that he might eat the increase of the fields. That's not wheat fields, it's oil fields. That he might eat the increase of the oil fields that made him to suck honey out of the rock. Well, what comes out of the rock that's yellow? Here it is, yellow-colored crude oil. That's what it's talking about. And oil out of the flinting rock. Then Psalm 81, 16, he should have fed them with honey out of the rock. So several times the Bible talks about honey. This is the honey that comes out of the rock. Also, the word captivity means a great wealth returns. It doesn't mean put somebody in jail or prison or something like that. So with that understanding that captivity is wealth, now we'll read these scriptures. I shall bring again the captivity or wealth of Sodom and Samaria. Samaria is what they call today the West Bank. And for the most part, the uh, Arabs control the West Bank. And that's part of what they want to give to to uh, the Palestinians when they give them the two-state solution or give them the Palestinian state. And that's part, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get there, I'm going to explain that in just a second. Then, it is a joy, a praise, and honor before all the nations of the earth, which shall hear all of the good that I do unto them. Now, would all of the nations of the earth hear that God has been really good to Israel because they found lots of honey? Or because they found lots of olive oil? No, because they found lots of crude oil. Honor before the nations of the earth, which shall hear of all the good that I've done to them, and they shall fear and tremble for all the goodness and for all the prosperity I gave unto it. In other words, the world is going to fear and tremble because Israel is going to be given most all of the crude oil of the Middle East. And then the next verse says, Sodom and, and, and her daughters will return to their former estate. Well, in, in the days of Sodom and Gomorrah, that was a boom town. What they were doing is pulling up the oil out of the earth there. The, the oil would float to the surface of the Dead Sea in these giant, what they called bulls, about the size of a Volkswagen. They would go out and cut them up and haul them down to Egypt and sell this crude oil. There it was used for all kinds of medicinal purposes as it is today. And that gave them lots of wealth. So it's saying that the wealth is going to return to Sodom and the other cities around Sodom. That's at the southwest end of the Dead Sea. Remember, the Lord spoke to Hayseed Stevens and said, the world's largest oil field is located at the southwest end of the Dead Sea. And that's one of the places I want to drill. That's no secret. Which, by the way, there have been a lot of people drilling down there, and they just hit nothing. I will cause to return the captivity of the land or the wealth of the land. I will perform that good thing which I have promised. I will cause the captivity or the wealth to return. I shall bring again the captivity or wealth of Sodom and Samaria. Sodom and her daughters shall return to the former state of wealth. Fat is actually talking about crude oil. It's not talking about the fat of an animal. God give thee the fatness of the earth, and thy dwelling should be the fatness of the earth. And Jeshurun, that's Israel, waxed fat and waxen fat. All of that is saying massive amounts of oil will be found in Israel. Israel oil discovery may dry the wells of Arabs. Now, I asked Hayseed about this. I said, why does this say, and why do you think it's talking about when massive amounts of oil are hit in Israel, that it'll begin to dry the wells of the Arabs around about it? He said, well, he said, I've done DNA testing of the oil in Israel and also all of the nations around Israel because oil has a DNA too. And he said, it's all coming from the same basic deep source. 
See, because contrary to what the oil companies want you to believe, it is not actually, oil is not biotic. In other words, it doesn't come from plants and animals or dinosaurs, okay? It actually comes from, they estimate, no one knows for sure, they estimate it's about 25 miles deep. And the deepest that mankind has ever drilled was the 40,000 foot, which is, what is that, seven miles or something like that, as I recall? So they've not got anywhere close to where oil actually is created. But they believe it's created by the processes down there and the turning of the earth, and it is continually created. There's many, many oil wells that were capped because it went dry. Then 5, 10, 15 years later, they come back and uncap the well, and lo and behold, oil is there again. Now, did they get dinosaurs and stick them down the hole so that they could become oil wells again? No. It's because it's continually created and it flows up. What, what I believe, what the Lord's laid in my heart, is oil is actually in large, large quantities under tremendous pressure down deep. But that pressure eventually moves up through the layers until it finds it comes into a little small crack up here, and then we drill a little bitty well, 4,000 feet. We find it up here. But if someone goes really deep and they hit what we call source oil, <laughs> it doesn't come out at 50 barrels a day. It comes out more like in the area of 20,000 PSI like it did down at Deepwater Horizon, the oil well out in the Gulf. But the Bible says here, prophesy concerning the land of Israel and say, shoot forth your branches and yield your fruit. Israel, I will turn unto you and you should be tilled and sown. I believe it's saying, that there will be gushers of oil where it just squirts, squirts out like squeezing a grape in another place. I think I've got that, big, uh, that scripture I'll show you in just a second. And then it says, I will turn unto you. So I asked Hayseed about this. Why, why do you say that that has to do with turning oil to Israel? He said, well, what's the deepest place in earth, on the earth? I said, that would be the Dead Sea. He said, now, when, when water drains out the drain in your bathtub, where does it drain to? He said, I said, the deepest place in the bathtub. He said, so since the, the Dead Sea is the deepest place on earth, when we hit oil at the Dead Sea, since it's the deepest place, it will begin to, all of the other oil from the area will begin to flow into that area. So right now it's coming up at the Dead Sea. He believed that, that it's coming from deep in the earth, coming up the Dead Sea, and then it flows out to the other nations around there. So if you start punching large amounts of oil at the Dead Sea, then it no longer has to flow out. It's not being turned. That's the reason Scripture says, and I will turn to you the oil that's, by the way, oil this does flow underneath the earth. And he said he'll turn the flow of the oil to Israel. Then another Scripture says the forces, meaning wealth, of the Gentiles who come into thee. Well, is great wealth from the Gentile nations around the world going to come to Israel because of their olive oil or because of their honey? Bee honey? No. Crude oil. God will use oil to build Israel again. And I'm going to show you that in another place here in just a second, too. And I will multiply men upon you. Cities shall be inhabited and wastes shall be builded. That's one of the things I want to do. When we go to Israel and hit oil, I want to go to the nation of Israel and say, look it. Let's make a deal here. You get some of this oil, maybe all of the oil, and I want you to give me a place 
where I can bring Christians and Jews from back around the world into the land of unwalled villages. Now, let me read that scripture. I've got it up here. Ezekiel 38, 11. Now, this is my summarized version. The land of, of, in, the land of unwalled villages, to them that are at rest, that dwell safely, all of them dwelling without bars, having, having dwelling without walls, having neither bars nor gates, the desolate places that are now inhabited upon the people that are gathered out of the nations, which have gotten cattle and goods that dwell in the midst of the land. So what I want to do is bring Christians and Jews back from around the world into a place of, land, of unwalled villages. Maurice Galar saw in a vision when he was prophesying to me and Leslie that it would be south and east of Israel. And without getting into all of that, I want to bring them back from around the, the world. I want to be able to say, you let me and my team vet the Christians. Because, you know, one of you guys sitting in a room, five minutes of someone, you can tell if they're a Christian. Just a couple of questions, you know if they're really a Christian. And they will be able to vet the Jews to be able to, to I mean, probably just a, 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 finger, a prick of the finger, just one drop of blood, they can tell what tribe they're from, what percentage of that tribe they're from. And I'll get to that too. Cities shall be inhabited, waste builded. I will settle you after your old estates and will do better unto you than at your beginning. So the best days of Israel, the best days of Israel lie ahead, my brothers and sisters. All land God gave Israel will be returned. Well, how much was that? The Bible says, I've given this land from the great river, uh, from the river of Egypt unto the great river, the great river of Euphrates, meaning from Euphrates to the Nile. So where is the oil? I talked about this. 1953, 503 whole oil, 503 holes, only seven producing. The reason is because they're drilling not deep enough or they're not drilling in the right place. And they're not going to find it until God releases it. And God's not going to release it until it's the right time. But anyway, it says, The deep that couches beneath, blessings of the deep that lieth under, and hidden reaches, riches of secret places. So the oil is located very deep. Now, as you can see here, see all those black squares? I actually pulled a report from Israel, and then I paid $800 to have that report put into a file. And I put that file into Google Earth, and that showed the geo, let me get this right, the GPS position of each one of the oil wells. Those black squares you're looking at represent 503 wells. Now, some of them have two, three, and four drillings at one particular hole. They'll, they'll go down and drill. They run out of money. They come back years later, drill deeper, come back years later, drill deeper, drill deeper. But there's been 503 attempts to find oil in Israel. Only two producing gas, seven producing oil at the last time I checked. Now, I know, <laughs> I know where I want to drill. And I know where I want to pray, but again, I'm not revealing all of that. Oil will be found in the sea. Now, we knew this back in, what, 1999, before the massive natural oil gas uh, discovery was made out in the Mediterranean, because the Bible says that there will suck of the abundance of the seas, and the abundance of the seas shall be converted unto thee. Well, now they've found massive amounts of natural gas out in the Mediterranean. Well, guess what? There's not only gas, but also oil on land, too. Oil will cause the Jews to return to God. How are you going to do that? 
I will give thee the treasures of darkness and the hidden riches of secret places that thou mayest know that I am the God of Israel. So the reason God gives this massive amounts of oil to Israel is so that many of them will start believing in Jehovah God again and his son Yeshua Jesus the Christ Messiah. So Stan, how you gonna get the Jews from around the world to want to move to Israel? A lot of them have some pretty nice lands, pretty nice houses, pretty nice businesses, and they have sons and daughters that are there, their families and others other countries. How are you going to get them to want to move there? Well, this is the plan. So when we hit massive amounts of oil in Israel, what I'm going to ask Israel to do is, now again, they may not listen to me, but I did find it, or at that point I will have found it. What I want to say is I want you to divide it up among the tribes equally. Okay? In other words, just because this was found in, say, Asher, uh, doesn't mean that Asher is the only one that gets it. All 12 tribes get it equally. And then what I want to say is, but in order for them to get their royalty checks, they must live in Israel. So Israel puts out the word, if you are Israeli, and we'll have to check the blood, but, you know, a prick of the finger, and we can tell you everything about yourself, pretty much these days. And so if you are Israeli, to the percentage you are Israeli, and to the percentage of what uh, particular tribe you're from, if you live in Israel, you can get your royalty check. And I have an idea that it'll be a pretty sizable check. Besides that, um, Ezekiel thirty-nine twenty-eight says, and I will leave none of them there. Meaning, every Jew on the planet will be moving back to Israel. Every one of them. Even if they don't even know they're Jewish, God is going to see to it. And he's going to do it, give them this oil, so that they will begin to believe in him again. The Antichrist is going to visit the massive oil field. Daniel, yes, I've done a lot of research on this. Daniel eleven twenty four. The Antichrist shall enter peaceably even on the fattest places of the province. Again, fattest is talking about crude oil. So today, this is the way Israel looks. It's just this little bitty spot on this map. But after they get all of their land back, it'll look like this. And so once they get all of their land back, uh, I want to go to them and say, I want you to give me a place for me to bring Christians and Jews back from around the world. And one of my plans is to buy an airline. I guess I'll tell you that, too. I don't have it available to tell you right now, but it was probably eh, 10, 12 years ago. I had a dream that I was looking down on an airplane. It was a jet, and there was a stairs going up to the jet, and then there was a line of people getting onto the stairs to go up to the jet. And an audible voice spoke to my ear and said, Two men would get on a plane with a virus, and before the plane can land, everyone on board would be dead. This will be the beginning of the end of public air transportation. I was just waking up, and I said, What? And the voice rebuked me. It said, You weren't listening, and repeated it. Two men will get on a plane with a virus, and before the plane can land, everyone on board will be dead. This will be the beginning of the end of public air transportation. Now, for a lot of years, I've been praying about that. Why did he tell me that? And for a long time, I thought, well, this is probably the time if you want to get out of America, get out then. I don't think that now. I think that that means that that's the time for me to buy an airline. 
Stan, not an airplane. You're talking about buying an airline. It's not my plan. It's God's plan. And if he can send money to drill a well in Israel that costs about $50 million, he can send the money to buy an airline too. It's his plan. He's going to bring Christians and Jews back from around the world. Now, that's another question. So how do you get the Christians from all around the world to want to move to Israel? How do you get the Christians from the war-torn, destroyed nations from around the world to move back to Israel, the wealthiest nation on earth? Hmm. How do you do that? <laughs> We're going to do it. Okay, let's go on. I'm telling you lots of secrets here. <laughs> okay, so here's a big, a big thing. Now, most of the time I just quote this very quickly. But I'm going to give you the details on this because there's some important details in it. So this is April 15, 2002. Leslie had a dream. She said, I saw Mary Jean Stevens at the meeting. Mary Jean is Hayseed Stevens' wife. Hayseed is the man that God told the largest oil field in the world is located at the southwest end of the Dead Sea. While we were ministering, Mary Jean got a call from Hayseed and said, Mary Jean, you need to get home. War is about to break out here in Israel. I believe that the discovery of oil in Israel is associated with war about to break out in Israel. And I know every day it seems like war is about to break out in Israel, <laughs> but I, I'm watching for it. She told me what Hayseed said and then left to go home. That night after the meeting, I saw myself sleeping. I had a dream within a dream, and I saw a news report on television that announced that Israel had given the Palestinians a state. Boom. So oil in Israel is associated with war about to start, it's also associated with them giving the Palestinians a state. I heard the Lord say, you must tell everyone that oil is going to come forth soon. It will cause the Jewish people to fight back for their land. Now, why would the Israel people have to fight back for their land? Because the two-state solution was realized. Because they did give the Palestinians a state, which just happens to be the Samaria or the central part of, Amer of, of Israel, and that's one of the places where I want to drill for oil. Um, again, I can't explain it. I'm not revealing locations. I want to tell you, but I can't tell you yet because there are other listeners. There are ears out there that would tell the wrong people and they would go drill there uh, because there's a lot of folks looking for oil in Israel. And so far, and by the way, it's another thing. In the, the laws in Israel are very different than the laws in America. In America, if you as a company tell someone something in order to get your stock price to rise, they put you under the jail. But in Israel, they don't do anything. So Israel is all time having people come out and announcing, we found massive amounts of oil in Israel. Their stock rises, and then you don't hear anything else because they really didn't find it. I cannot tell you how many emails I get from people saying, hey, man, a massive amounts of oil found in Israel. No, they weren't. <laughs> You're talking to the guy that's going to find the massive amounts of oil in Israel in America. Massive amounts of oil in Israel, in my opinion. Now, anytime I say that, I have to give you a disclaimer, and that is we cannot guarantee we're ever going to get the money drilled for or hit oil in Israel. You must tell everyone that oil is going to come forth soon. It will cause the Jewish people to fight back for the land. Why? Because they just gave some of that land to the Palestinians, and then oil is discovered on it. You mean you plan to go in and drill on Palestinian land? Yep, because it's not Palestinian land, it's God's land. 
He directs me to drill there. I'll drill there. And by the way, <laughs> so I might not be putting out uh, programs every day like you're getting right now. Uh, the plan is probably from time to time, as I have time, is there something to say? I will put out a program, but we will see. There were about eight of us that were discussing my dream. We needed to find a place to talk. The man told us to follow him. Everyone was eager to find out more about this dream. We all walked through what looked like an airport waiting area. As I walked through, I noticed a lot of Jewish people. I could tell by the way they were talking and visiting. As I passed by one woman, I noticed she was reading a small newspaper like the Jerusalem Post. I was drawn to what she was saying. I heard her say with an accent, Arafat is in the hospital. She didn't say why. However, she was happy to hear that he was in the hospital. I was told that Arafat would die in the hospital. Now, when we put this out, August 15th of 2002, that was a very risky thing because we sent it not, not only to the radio audience at the time, but also in our newsletters, which we don't do anymore. We sent those out to all of our very best supporters. And I have a magazine. I probably should have pulled it up. I have a magazine with this in it. So, I mean, I can prove that this was all said way back in 2002. But at the time, Arafat was not allowed outside of his compound. So to put that out, that he is going to die in the hospital, it's a very big prophecy. Yet, about two years later, here, I think I got it here. I got it here then. Two years later, 11-11-04 at 3.30 a.m., Arafat died in the hospital, just like she was told. Meaning, this whole dream is all confirmed as being from God. Now let's continue. We made our way through the crowd into the small room used for an office. Inside the small room was a woman already sitting there. She was an older woman, meaning the church. This is the church that just can't seem to hear things about the end times because they don't know the Bible, they don't know the prophecies, they don't know enough to know what they don't know. She was an older woman and would not get up to let us meet privately. However, as we began to talk and visit, she would say, Huh? Huh? We just finally decided she couldn't hear very well, so we just let her sit there and went on with our meeting. See, like right now, it doesn't bother me to say anything I need to say because only those prophecy students that have an understanding of scriptures, have an understanding of the prophecies, and they have an understanding of other things we've been talking about, only those are the only ones going to understand. You send this out to some people and it just <laughs> goes right over the head. They can't, they can't understand it. They don't know enough to know what they don't know. We shut the small sliding door behind us. The man we followed into the room said, don't worry about the people outside the waiting room. Even if they can hear us, they will not understand. And think what we're saying is foolishness anyway. A lot of people think what I'm saying is just foolishness. We have so much more information than they do and the deeper understanding of what is really going on, they will not pay us any mind. Once inside, this man with high connections in Israel said, All right, Leslie, tell me your dream. I told him that Israel will give the Palestinians a state, but it will be a temporary arrangement to give the Jews enough time to regroup, now listen carefully, and to get their armed forces prepared. So the oil in Israel helps Israel build up their war machine for a future war. I told him oil will come forth quickly. The, now, now, you be. What, where are you getting quickly, Stan? Of this, this was given in two thousand two. You call this now some twenty years later. You call that quickly? I don't think it's talking about quickly in terms of 
from 2002. I think it's saying that when we go to Israel, and I've told you this yesterday, what I plan to do is go to a northern, actually two northern locations, a central location, and a southern location with my prayer warriors, and I'm going to do some other things I'm not talking about. We're going to pray over it, and the area that shakes, where the Lord speaks to us about, that's where we're going to put the six rigs. And so when it says, come forth quickly, it may be that when we go over there, just like in the dream I talked about yesterday, that all of a sudden there was a shaking and there was oil flowed into the formation. So we had a bunch of dry wells that had been drilled to a shallow depth. But now all of a sudden oil flowed into the formation and now they had oil. So that would be oil coming forth quickly. In other words, a bunch of dry wells all of a sudden became filled with oil. The discovery of large amounts of oil will make all the Jewish people willing to fight for the land, meaning some of the land that they gave away to the Palestinians for a two-state solution. Now oil is found, and now they want it back. Israel and America will go against most of the rest of the Arab world. It will lead to a major war, almost like the whole world will get involved in this war. It will include many countries, and it will ultimately conclude at Armageddon. Now, this was confirmed April 15th. Airfat, as I said earlier, he's not allowed outside of his compound. It's a very big prophecy, but yet 11-11-04, Airfat died in the hospital, just as Leslie was told. The Bible says that Israel is the best land on earth. Two different scriptures say, which is the glory of all land, which is the glory of all lands. And I believe the reason it says that is because the oil is underneath. Now, here's a big important part. So why would God choose a pastor from Dallas, Texas, to go to Israel to find the oil in Israel? That's a very good question. Exodus 3.8, now this is Moses standing in front of the burning bush, and he says, I'm come down to deliver them out of the hand of the Egyptians and to bring them out of that land into a good land, large and a land flowing with milk and honey. Well, he gave them the land, but he hasn't given them the milk and honey. So why would he send me to Israel to find oil in Israel? Let me ask the question again. See if you can figure it out. Why would he send a pastor from Dallas to discover oil in Israel? I'll tell you why. Because it's very important to him that he makes a statement to his people. And that statement is, I promised in Exodus 3.8. I promised to Moses, which as I showed in my book, Secret Door to Understand Bible Prophecy, that Moses is going to be one of the two witnesses. It's very important that God shows them he fulfilled his promise. As he said to Moses, standing in front of the burning bush, get you up, I'm sending you a land of flows of milk and honey. So when a pastor, a prophecy teacher that understands this, goes to Israel, a guy that doesn't know anything about the oil business, raised in the oil patch but had nothing to do with it, goes over there, prays over the land, all of a sudden oil flows into 6, 8, 10, 12, I don't know, maybe 20 or 30 dry wells. He goes and gets the permit to own the, the, the rights to those wells. And all of a sudden oil comes forth quickly and it's announced in Israel, hey, we got 20 or 30 producing wells overnight, instantly. That's oil coming forth quickly. Why? Because I'm a prophecy teacher. And I'm going to explain to them, this is God, as in the I am that I am, the God of Moses, 
and Abraham and Isaac and Jacob. This is the God that sent forth his Son, Yeshua, Jesus, the Christ Messiah, which your forefathers crucified by mistake, made a mistake, crucified him. This is him sending his Son, giving you the oil as he promised when Moses was standing in front of the burning bush. This is the fulfillment of that promise. And it is that same God that sent forth his only begotten Son, that whosoever would believe in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. And I'm going to do my best to try to explain to them that Jesus is the Messiah they're looking for. They just missed him. They made a mistake. Okay, fine. I made a mistake. We all make mistakes. Jesus is willing to forgive them. And I'm going to say it rather straight, as you know me, rather straightforward, rather brash. I know I will make some of them angry, but I make some of you angry. I don't care who I make angry. I mean, I do. I don't want to make people angry. But to me, as you know, truth is more important than friendship. So I will tell a person the truth. That is with one exception. And I'll tell you a little joke here. So when Leslie and I first got married, which is almost 40 years ago now, I didn't understand. So I bought her this dress. It was a green, oh, I remember specifically. It was a green desk dress, and it looked like it was put on with a spray gun. I mean, it looked really good. And from time to time, she'd ask me, what would you like for me to wear to church this Sunday? I'd say, oh, that green dress, that green dress. Well, one day she pulled it on, and she says to me, so how does it look? I said, well, it doesn't look so good. It kind of looks like, kind of makes you look a little fat. Wah! She says, okay, you have to learn something here. You don't always have to tell the truth. <laughs> so, other than that, I tell the truth. Okay, now, back to this. So now, Jer- Jeremiah 33, 7 says, I will cause the captivity, again, that's extreme wealth, of Judah and the captivity of Israel to return. And I will build them as the first. And I will cleanse them from all their iniquity. So even those that haven't received Jesus, he still washes the whole nation clean. Whereby they have sinned against me, and I will pardon all their iniquities. Whereby they have sinned, whereby they have transgressed against me. And it shall be to me a name of joy. It's going to be a joy, a privilege for him to give this oil to his people, the sons of Abraham. A joy of praise and an honor before all the nations of the earth. All the nations will hear about this discovery, which shall hear of all the good that I do unto them. And they shall fear and tremble for all the goodness and for all the prosperity that I give unto Israel. Why is he choosing me? Well, for a long time I didn't know. But now I believe it's because I'm a prophecy teacher with a record of prophecy, with books out verifying what I'm saying. And I'm going to go over there, and when we hit oil, they're going to want to lift up my name. I remember Andy Sorrell. He hit a few wells over there. Man, he was he was like household word, household name in Israel. Everybody knew Andy Sorrell. Well, can you imagine what's going to happen to the name Stan Johnson? When I really do hit oil, and you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to say, his name is Jesus. Don't you dare. Don't 
Don't you dare give me any credit for this because I'm just a pastor. I would have never done this. I would have never taken these steps. It's impossible for me. I'm simply here as a delivery boy. I'm simply here to find and to deliver the greatest blessing given to Israel, financially, of course, to be able to say, Jesus is Lord. Your Jesus, your Messiah, gave you this oil. Not me. Do not look at me. And tell you right now, I could have never done it. It was Jesus. And I believe from that, a lot of Israelis can be saved. I believe a lot of them will. Now, if you want to know more of the story that I have released, I've got a whole other PowerPoint ready release that has all the secrets. But I'm not going to release that one until after we hit oil, where I can say, and this is why I knew where to drill. This is God telling me to do it. Anyway, we've got three different DVDs. Yes, you can get the physical DVD from Prophecy Club, prophecyclub.com. Or you can go to watchprophecyclub.com right now and watch it instantly. 20 bucks a month, $200 a year. You can watch all of them. This has all of the secrets. And the prophecies of oil in Israel, I, I didn't look up when I did that, but it was like, I don't know, 15 years ago. And then the, it was, so it's three different DVDs. All of, see, I, I, thought all I, had, I thought I had all the information. One, I did one. And then I got more information, more information. So I did another one, got more, more information, more information. So I did a third one. So here it is, three DVDs, and you can watch them all at watchprophecyclub.com. It took me about 20 minutes to make these two loaves in my kitchen at an ingredient cost of about $12 each. In a time of food shortage and emergency, I'm going to cut each one of these loaves into 14 slices. Eat a slice in the morning, in the afternoon, I'll be satisfied. You want long-term food storage? You want to cut your food costs? Here it is. Eat two whole wheat bread slices daily for about a year for about $800 each. JosephKitchen.com's wheat berries come in a nitrogen-infused 7-gallon pail for long-term storage. Most other emergency food costs about $10,000 per person per year. That's right, about $10,000 per person per year, but... At Joseph Kitchen, you could do it for about $1,000 per person per year. Now, to get started at josephkitchen.com, you're going to need a machines package. That's going to give you the grinder, the bread machine, the knife slicer, all you need to make bread, and then you decide how much food you want to get. You want food six people one year, four people one year, two people one year, or just one person for a year, all at josephkitchen.com. About $1,000 per person per year at josephskitchen.com. Use the promo code PROPHECYCLUB. Get you a $50 discount. josephskitchen.com, promo code PROPHECYCLUB for a $50 discount on your first order. Okay, Terry Saka, cornerstoneassetmetals.com. Why should people be calling Cornerstone today? I was actually watching an interview with a very powerful psychoanalyst and he brought up Dimitri Dudeman and I was very impressed. I was like, Dimitri Dudeman, that's Stan's, one of Stan's main guy in prophecy. He was talking about cycles of market crashes and, and financial uh, realignments. In the next 45 days, we are looking at such a severe possibility of a 40 to 50% market correction by design and that will lead to an extraordinary opportunity to take advantage of gold and silver while it's at these low prices. All right. So in your opinion, is it better that they get gold or silver? 
Silver is very undervalued. Uh, the banks have to get out of the short position. So I think they're going to take it to this low as it is now. And that would be your best opportunity for return on investment and definitely the easiest to unload when the time comes. Okay, so how does it work? They go to cornerstoneassetmetals.com and essentially, eventually, they're going to make a phone call and they're going to set up an account and then the money trades hands. How does that work? Yes, yeah, so they either register on our website or they give us a call. We'll walk them through their options. Once we have cleared uh, monies into the account, we can actually get the, the product in line for shipment depending on what you order. It could take anywhere from seven days to you know, six weeks depending on what it is. Uh, but once you actually lock in that order, it is owned and it will eventually be there. Now, what if they want to buy a whole bunch of it, but they don't have a place that they really want to store it? Can you store it for them? Oh, that's a big one. We have a lot of clients that they go upwards to seven figures, and it's obviously better to have you know 40,000 ounces in a private depository than it is at home. And so we find a lot of people do store in a private depository. depository. It's independent, so it's not related to any part of the banking system. Uh, but the important part is when it's there, you can buy and sell it very easy. And because Cornerstone also has an affiliated account at that depository, we can literally transfer the assets right into our account and wire funds to you fairly quick. Okay, so it's not actually physically held in Switzerland, is it? I would never be holding anything in Switzerland. I think that's the epicenter of Satanism, right? <laughs> okay, so it's Terry Saka at cornerstoneassetmetals.com, cornerstoneassetmetals.com. Go there, check it out today.